Daniela. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Girl, I'm good. I've been really good lately. Oh, good. I'm happy to hear that. What's been going so good? I've been taking this new class. Um, It's called Sacred Feminine Embodiment. And it's really about getting back to, I guess, treating the feminine as sacred. And that's why I was called to do it because I feel like I was, I have always been more in my masculine energy in this life. Um, wanting to just get stuff done all the time, wanting to always be on, not resting very. Um, I think, I think it's been good for me, but I also have not honored the the feminine in me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's called to do it. It's very uncomfortable for me. I've just never been in that part of myself yet. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was not in that part of myself. But now that I'm taking the class, it's been triggering the shit out of me. <laughs> I It's been triggering me so much um, just because it's all these things that I've kind of been taught are bad or been taught are not valued in society, like resting and mystery and not knowing and things like that. So it's really diving into that part of myself. We did this exercise the other day where we were dancing and uh, we we were just letting our feminine kind of lead us and our womb lead us and and things like that. And the first time I did it, I could not do it. I didn't want to do it. I was like, don't tell me what to do with my body. I had a lot of blocks around it. But the second time I put a blindfold on um, because I just, I wanted to drop into my body and be completely with myself and just let my body do the healing instead of my mind. Mm-hmm. And something completely magical happened. I literally almost passed out. Um, I was breathing so heavy and I couldn't control it. I was seeing this like purple light come out of me, out of my hands and like healing the world. Um, I was walking through forests. Like it was, it was really, really cool. I felt like I was in an altered state almost. And I was completely, you know, I was in my bedroom with a blindfold on. So that's beautiful. I just really felt like my feminine's here and she's strong as hell and she's going to help me heal myself, but also heal the collective. That's great. That's beautiful. I actually, um, I'm doing a one like one-on-one um like sacred uh wisdom mystery school as well um it starts next week I think so that will be really interesting to see if some of the things are parallel um but I think mine is more about remembering a lot of the wisdom that I have and just like who I am um, but that's been a beautiful experience, Danielle. I mean, just just you being comfortable kind of being in that space and dancing and allowing kind of those visions to come forward is is really powerful. Yeah, it definitely was. Definitely felt it. I'm excited for your journey too, because I think we are both very much in our masculine energy and it's time to to balance out a little bit. Yeah. I'm excited. It'll be really interesting. I feel like, yeah, I feel excited about it. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. What else has been going on for you? Um, 
Not much. There's a couple things going on, but I'm keeping it to myself for now until it pans out. If it does pan out. Um, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm like trying to learn boundaries and just like keep some things that are sacred to myself because I've learned that the more I expose, the more projection comes to me and then it puts me in fear mode. Mm -hmm. And then I don't like follow what my intuition wants me to do because like I'm allowing other people to tell me what's right. So yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, if it happens, it's going to be really exciting and um, I'm like going to cry because it's going to be really inspiring, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. So we'll see. That's amazing. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but everything else is good. I've been getting a little triggered lately to a little bit around, I mean, a little bit around like the loneliness thing, like feeling like um, there isn't a lot of people who understand me, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I just feel kind of like disconnected from a lot of like old friendships and stuff. Like I really only feel connected to maybe like four or five people, like truly. And that's been hard for me because I'm used to like a lot of different people in my life. So I'm trying to, you know, work through that and understand more. I know what you mean. It's hard. I think that when you really under, when you really get to experience true connection and unconditional love, then that's kind of all you really want around you. So it's really hard to connect with others who don't have that same intention. Mm -hmm. And that's very few and far between too and I think it's also like people's vibrations stuck in like old 3D fear and just like same like just like life like going through the motions and so I tend to just not feel super in conversation and things like that my mind is you know it's like focused like all right like what am I going to learn in mystery and like what do I want to manifest and like you know what I mean and just like focus like the 3d like boring stuff that I don't really like want to talk about and it's yep. it's a balance because I definitely want to just like cut everyone out of my life but at the same time it's like I don't feel fulfilled and I don't feel like happy being around them really so I I totally know what you mean people just stuck in kind of the the ego instead of the yeah. soul yeah so we'll yeah. see So I think that actually is a good intro for our guest because she has been on a journey to really understand herself and transform herself from the trauma she experienced as a young girl and step out of that ego, like superficial world into one of healing. So I'd love to introduce Colleen Suchecki. She's from Believe, Grow, Shine. She was originally trained as a chiropractor and has moved into intuitive coaching and healing, and she's going to share her story with us today. So hi, Colleen. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. Hey, We're Colleen. so happy. Hi. With both of what you shared in the beginning, I'm like, 
this is so perfect because I can relate to both of you so much. And that's been in my journey too. So this is going to be a really great conversation. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Do you want to start off with telling the Rosies a little about the background of your story? Absolutely. So I, my dad passed away when I was three years old, which really started this um, series of a very life-changing traumatic events in my life. Um, my dad was this like big tattooed, you know, leather jacket wearing, motorcycle riding Harley dude that was just this also beam of love and light. And I was just like, he was like my whole world. And um, when he, he actually died in a motorcycle accident when I was three and um, obviously completely devastating. And then the next several years of my life, um, it just seemed to get worse. My mom remarried two years later to a man who was ended up being um, abusive to me on, on many levels. Um, he was in my life from the age of four till 17 when they got divorced and so I just experienced so many, so many experiences of um, being, you know, traumatized, being out of, con- you know, like when I'm not in control, I, bad things happen to me. And my journey has really been around healing from those events in a way of, um, honoring what are the stories that I made up in my own mind about why those things happen that are still playing out in my life right now. Um, and, and that also involves, you know, I went completely into my masculine energy. So like when you were talking, uh, Danielle, about how, you know, like you've been in your masculine, like that was my survival mechanism. That was my, one of my biggest survival mechanisms was being your masculine energy, you know, like you go for things, you're in charge, you take control, like you're always in the driver's seat, so to speak, because you can't trust anyone else. Um, and so that that has been like one of the biggest things that I've gone through lately of healing is, is like that, that lack of trust, which led me to be in my masculine energy and, and all the stories that I really created in my own mind about, you know, that I was... I must have been a terrible person. I must have been done something really bad to have my dad taken away and then have this other man brought into my life. And so I made up so many stories that I, that life was punishing me and that I was a bad person. And it just continued to play out in my life in um, abusive relationships in my early twenties and just really having like at the core, like just feeling like I was, I was innately flawed and unlovable. Thank you for sharing, Colleen. I really vibe with everything that you just said. I think, first of all, experiencing the loss and then blaming yourself is a very, very common thing. And it really gives you that abandonment, rejection wound that a lot of us share on this earth. Exactly. And, And that was just something that I kept playing out over and over and over again. And, you know, and I think it's, it's so sexy and alluring to blame like externally of like, you know, this person wronged me and, and 
treated me poorly and all these things. But like, if you look at the common thread for all the things, it, it was like me. And, and so I had to really not that I didn't have to, I chose to look within myself and see what were the things within me that kept creating these similar experiences. Yeah. It's definitely the only way like looking inside and, and debunking the own stories that you made up is mm-hmm. the true path to being free. So yes. can you talk a little bit more about the victim mindset? I feel like you probably are really knowledgeable about that. Oh, I feel like I have a PhD in the victim <laughs> mindset. <laughs> because, right, because, you know, if we look at how society, like all the things ingrained in our society, you know, I could say like my, you know, my dad died. Um, I was sexually abused. I was emotionally abused, psychologically abused by my stepdad. Um, you know, and then there was a physical abuse, like if you, from a, from a boyfriend, like if you look at all these things, like someone could easily say like, you were a victim, you know, like you mm-hmm. were victimized by these people. Um, and, and, and so, I really had to come to a, I really chose to come to a place of saying, okay, is that the most empowering story I can tell myself that I was victimized? And it was, the answer was a clear no, because, um, because it's like when you buy into that story, then it's just the story that keeps perpetuating. It was like, nothing ever worked out for me. Like that was like the victim story. Like I would get screwed over by other people. I would get screwed over by friends, by life, by this, by that. And so I really came to kind of like, you know, uh, a point where I just said, this story about me being the victim is one of the biggest stories that's holding me back in my life. And if I don't change the story, then I'm going to continue to get, I already know how it plays out because I've been living it for most of my life. And so it was really just coming to a place of saying, what if there was a different story that I believed? Because, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, is that the stories, all the stories that we tell ourselves, they're all made up anyway. So why not make up one that actually makes you feel good and like empowers you, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's so true. And Colleen, while you were saying that, something kind of clicked in my mind that like when we're little and our mother, I guess our father, but our, mostly like a mother energy is raising us, they tell us stories and that's how we learn. Yes. And they don't have to be real. They could be myths about some guy like winning the lottery, like who knows. Um, but those stories end up being our truth. And so yes. realizing that the stories we told ourselves we have to kind of remother ourselves into a different story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a great yeah. way of saying it. Yeah. I think that it's the inner child. So it's reparenting in general. Yes. You said Danielle, the mass or the feminine, the father or the mother, retell stories, reshape experiences based on what we actually want to attract. Colleen, you said something really powerful, which is that society, even now, you look at the media and the stories that are played out in the media, it's always the headline are always this person was a victim of mm-hmm. blah. This person was a victim of this, you know, and it's always these dark stories of how this person was a victim and this person was, um, you know, abused or, or something. And so we're trained to think that there's like 
good and evil, but also that we're allowed to like sulk and be sad and be angry at the world and take our victim out on other people. Yes. And I think that's the the cycle that we're trying to break in this lifetime is instead of projecting onto other people because of experiences that have happened to us, we take ownership in the healing and the letting go of and the forgiveness of so that we're not in that energy and harboring that energy of those experiences. Exactly. And and the only way, like, you know, and I resonated so much with what you were saying about, you know, everyone in the, like these 3D energies of like fear and manipulation and control and mm-hmm. um, the way that, right, the way that we, we change that is by looking at those energies within ourselves and how those and we, how we've allowed those energies you know, where, where have we given our power to those and Mm -hmm. to those energies and those stories and, um, and make the transformation within, which Mm -hmm. then ripples out into the collective. Exactly. And that's why, um, with certain relationships, friendships, I've given my power. That's why I was talking about the power of keeping some of my things kind of to myself mm-hmm. as where I was playing out these stories is that I would allow people into my emotional field way too often. Like I was too trusting with like, well, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about doing this. Oh, I'm feeling like this. Oh, I'm. And it's like, I was allowing them to take my power. I was freely yes. giving them my power without even realizing it until it blew up in my face. And I was like, okay, no, this person does not know the reality and does not know my truth. So why do they have all my power? And I didn't blame them. I blamed myself. Like I was not blamed. That's the wrong word. I want to reverse that word. I recognized it in myself and I was like, okay, no, it's not their fault. It's more like I was giving them that power and now I need to take it back and reset the energy. Absolutely. And, and I, and I have learned such a similar, it has been so similar for me. It was like what, and you, what you were talking about originally was like boundaries of, Mm -hmm. I would just freely share. And I just thought that like, that's just what you did Mm -hmm. until I realized that, holy cow, I am sharing with people that actually cannot, they don't have the capacity to comprehend Yes, what I'm saying or the journey I'm on because they handle things or see things in a very, very different way than I do. And that's okay. That doesn't make me better or, or anything like that. It's just different. Mm -hmm. And so they can't possibly comprehend or be in a place to support or encourage or celebrate the journey that I'm on because they're in a very different energy. Yes. A hundred percent. And I literally... You know, it's funny because I've known that intuitively for a long time, but then I didn't really know how to practice. So I knew, okay, boundaries, right? I knew intuitively I have to set boundaries with people. I need to have my boundaries. I need to keep my power, whatever. But then it was like recently where it just clicked on how to do that. And Ooh. it's exactly what you said. It's the, it's the not sharing. It's the, yes. it's the showing up authentically, but being more guarded with like the, the allowing of someone else in your energy field. It's like, okay, I can, Absolutely. I can show up as a good friend and 
you know, have a good dinner with someone and be respectful and, you know, give them advice and vice versa. But on things that aren't like matters of the heart that I feel like could easily, you know, be taken from me or tried to um, distort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, there's a huge power in being mindful that of that and being mindful of, you know, sometimes I'll ask myself just in my mind of like, is this person in a position to be able to receive what I would want to share? You know, right. is, is this the person or am I trying, you know, and it, and it was me owning, am I trying to make them someone that they're not? Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you said that. That just gave me chills because mm. that, Danielle knows that's my biggest, it's my biggest gift, but it's also my biggest weakness in the sense mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm kind of like a leader in a sense in a lot of ways. And I bring, and I try to like bring people into this, regardless of what it is, could be professional, could be non-professional, whatever. Like I I try to make people what I see them to be like in their higher light, but then they can't at least in this lifetime are not ready to fully be there. So it's like, I'm trying, it's like, I'm trying to get them to a place where they're not meant to be or ready to be. And that's okay. It's, it's their journey, but it's like, I was over burdening myself and they're it's just not they're just they just aren't that person right like yet exactly mm-hmm. they're right and it's so powerful to acknowledge that of just like allow them to be who they really are and not trying to mm-hmm. who you think they should be or who maybe they'll be in the future but just like recognize the moment of mm-hmm. who this person is and you know like I love what you said, like still be real, like you're not trying to be fake or anything like that, but just be discerning of what is for me and what is for them. Exactly. Oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also getting here that your gifts are for you. You can mm. choose to share them with anyone else, but a gift given to you is for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which goes, so, you know, when you're in, when you're in the trauma loop, you want to, I should say, I'll, I'll own this. When I was in the trauma loop or when I go into a trauma loop, I go into the story of, I need to use my gifts to prove myself to others. Like Mm -hmm. this gift is so that I, someone else can see that I'm lovable or I'm worthy or I'm good enough or how special or valuable I am. But mm-hmm. it never, it, it never pans out because it's coming from a place of truly believing that you're not valuable or lovable. So you can't ever be validated or actually experience that energy if you're coming from a place of trauma. Mm-hmm. Or even just place of trauma, but also insecurity yes. of the self. So meaning like I have friends that don't necessarily have, they're not necessarily in trauma loops, but they're in, they, they, 
it's almost like what you were saying before, Colleen, like they want to be that higher version of themselves, but it's just not time yet. It's not their path. Mm -hmm. It's not their goal in this lifetime. But so they try to prove themselves by saying there are these like high priestess girls and can do all this stuff. And it's like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, so it's like (laughs) where it's not, it doesn't become humble anymore because it's like gifts are supposed to be kind of humble that's what I believe. Like, I don't believe that it's yeah. supposed to be something that you're like, well, I'm intuitive now. So I know all of this stuff. Right. Like, I mean, right. I, like I, you know, and, and the people that truly do know everything, people know, people know that they know everything, but they're not going to read into everyone's field and start, you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? Like you're, you're not yes. forcing it. Onto other you don't people. need to. You don't need to parade around social media claiming how you know tuned in or intuitive or like what a high priestess you are if you actually are that. Like you exactly. just if you're if you're embodying that energy, people know you don't have to go around telling everyone about it. Exactly. <laughs> so I've seen that to be a little like definitely a pattern now in the spiritual community, but. I think it's just because it's it comes down to the spirituality aspect of life right now as a fad, too. Yes. So everyone wants yes. to be like the goddess and the the um, you know the high priestess and it, it, you know totally. So it's just it's interesting, but I wonder one question that popped up for you, Colleen, is um. Have you ever experienced um, different like signs and messages from your dad along your journey? Um, I have, I have definitely felt his presence. Mm-hmm. So my the way that I receive intuitive information is more like from feelings, mm-hmm. um, and so there have there have definitely been many times where I have more more of just like felt his presence and his love and that was actually one of the one of the things that i realized um and i think it was the post in in which one of you saw was around when when my dad died and when i was 3 and, and thinking that the love that i felt from him was now gone mm-hmm. like it was right like it was now vacant there was this void in my life and it's really kind of come to me now being almost 45 (laughs) to realize that um, the love that I just had constantly sought out from others was present within myself and Mm -hmm. that I had just been blocking it. Um, And I feel like my dad has had a hand in various points in my journey of like helping me see things or realize things or connect the dots and things um, in way that in ways that wouldn't be like an outward sign, but I can reflect back on it and and just feel the truth of my dad having some role in that journey of my healing. Yes, and I think that um, the reason why I'm asking is because I feel like. Hold on, let me sit for the first second. So I feel like this eclipse season for you 
is going to be really um, powerful in terms of shifting out some of the old energies. And I feel like your dad really wants to come forward and communicate more with you in Mm. different ways. So um, maybe setting the intention with him that you are ready for like a stronger communication with him, whether it's like now you're getting it through songs or now you're getting it through, you know, whatever method is going to be right for you. But Mm. there's going to be a huge shift in that like coming up and Ooh, all right yeah so I feel like um maybe if there's anything that's blocking you like fear wise um because we deep down like now I'm going to get tears in my eyes like deep down we want we know that they're there and we like yes. know that the love is there and we can feel their presence but sometimes there's almost like a subconscious like little fear of like fully allowing that connection in a different way because we're so used to having it in like a physical way. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, yeah. So if there's any residual energies around that, because you've probably worked through some of that, but if there's any like residual things, maybe use this time um, during the eclipse to remove that and allow your gifts to expand. I am absolutely open to that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I think that I, I've definitely worked through a lot of, you know, grief around him not being physically present in my life, but I also can own the fact that I would not be the woman I am today if he had been present right. for all these years. If I had not gone through all of the things I've gone through, I would never be on the journey I'm on right now. And, and it just had, there's just also been so many magical gifts through this healing. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a powerful season for you. So, um, yes, thank you working and, um, you let me know what comes through. Yes, I will. Thank you for that. Yeah. So at the uh, at the end of the episodes, we like to assign homework to our Rosies, um, mm. and it's just a little tip for them to go forward and maybe focus on something this week. Mm-hmm. So Colleen, do you want to assign the homework this week? I would love to. I would love to encourage anyone listening to just kind of like ask yourself what's what's the story I'm believing about myself. What's the story I'm believing about life, about other people, whatever, whichever one really resonates with you and kind of just allow it to naturally, like, it's not like homework where like, oh, I've got to try really hard, like in the masculine energy around it. Like I've got to really do this and figure this out. No, no, you don't. (laughs) It's being more in the feminine of like, I'm curious. I'm curious if there's a story that I'm believing or have believed that really isn't serving me anymore. That's ready to go. And allowing that feminine energy of just like receiving and allowing, allowing yourself to be shown it and you will. And then once you, once you kind of recognize it of just saying, what would feel more empowering to, for me to believe right now? That is so powerful. I love that. Mm. 
I'm going to do it myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And that almost brought us full circle to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always happens. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Colleen, I'm so, so happy you came on today. I really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like I actually got a lot out of it um, intuitively. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was really a joy for me as well. Um, It just was like a perfect divine alignment. Yes. Thank you so much, Colleen, and love to you and let us know what unfolds over the next couple of months. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Love you, Rosies. Bye. Love you, Rosies. Bye. Bye.